Hey, welcome back to The Golden Spoon. This is Jeremy. Hey, and I'm McCall. How's it going? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Pretty good. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, laughing through adversity. So this situation comes about when something comes up and you don't feel like... <laughs> so just then, uh, laugh through adversity. Didn't know what to say and uh, we just came right back into it. So uh, you're dealing with a situation that just comes up and you need to find peace or happiness or laugh about the situation and uh, what can you do with dealing with these problems, whether it be mentally or emotionally, uh, where you can just kind of get that peace or calmness or, or have a laugh and, and kind of just brush over that, that situation and get over it? One thing that I normally do is before I let the adversity turn into worry and I start getting anxious about the situation or, you know, where I'm at in life, I always tell myself, is there anything that I could literally or physically do right now to change the situation? And if I can, I change it. And if I can't, I tell myself not to worry about it because sitting there worrying and getting worked up about it all the time when you literally cannot do anything about that certain situation, is this going to cause more headache and more problems down the road so whenever i get all those you know those feelings of you know remorse or guilt or it's like oh man I, you know i should have did that one thing yesterday and i procrastinated and now it's today and i'm at work well you know i may not have the tools that i need at work the you know like my computer or something that i need to balance my checkbook with you know, I just wait till I get to the house and I remind myself while I'm at work before I get too worked up in the situation, you know, just forget about it for now. Put a reminder in my phone, deal with it when I get there and continue on and get in a better mood, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Rather than letting those immediate, you know, issues just impact your day or that certain time, you just let it go and Worry about it whenever you get to a situation or a time frame when you can. And then once I change that mindset into something that's a little bit more positive, you know, I put a smile back on my face and, you know, find a situation to laugh about. Find something that I did in the past or the, you know, the day before that, you know, I can find peace and positivity in. Because I think it's one of the things that matter the most is finding the positive even in the negative. Oh yeah. So what you're saying is when you're faced with the situation, you if you can change the situation, you do. And if you you can't change the situation, you deal with it or just kind of brush it off and worry about it later. Yeah. Yeah, basically, I mean, I guess to put an example like say you have an appointment two days from now and you're not prepared for it, but then you start worrying about it, you know, today and you're getting yourself worked up about it rather than letting that change the vibe and the energy that you have at that certain time, which could have been really good. And you could have been having a great day. Someone complimented you that day and you got you in a good mood and you know, you're doing great at work. But then you start worrying, oh, well, I got that appointment coming up in two days and I totally forgot to do that spreadsheet or something or I totally forgot to pay the bill before I had to go there. You know, that's, that's literally nothing that you can change 
and that certain situation. So there's no reason to get worked up about it. I'm not saying you procrastinate to do something else. You know, you just push that that energy to that time that it's needed. And then you continue focusing on the task that's at hand. I, I get that. Uh, sometimes, you know, when you're in a situation where it's it's not good for you, so you're versed with something that's like, uh, you don't want to be around those people or I don't, you know, feel comfortable around these people. I usually am goofy. I laugh, you know, I make jokes and whatnot because I'm going through that, that situation where I don't want to be there. And I'm just trying to, I guess, self-medicate and, and make myself feel a little bit better about the situation. I usually just laugh or make jokes and like, dance around the the people that I that I'm not real good with, you know, so I'm kind of just like skating by and just making lighthearted jokes and whatnot for the situation at hand and I'm like, mm. the the best way I I'm dealing with is just being kind of myself, but the more funnier side of myself rather than going into my anxious side. Because when I get into my anxious side, my mind just goes here, there, and everywhere, thinking of situations that may or may not ever happen. Like, it could be the total extreme or could could be the total, you know, calm side of anxiety, my, my anxious side. So I usually choose my funny, laughing, you know, comedic side to like, and that's not for me to say like, Oh, everybody I hang out with, I'm anxious around, like everybody listening, you know. Uh, He's actually a very funny guy, so. But, <laughs> but, like, I'm not trying to just, like, deal with the situation with my anxious side. I'm trying to deal with it with my, you know, fun side, because I, I do like that side of me. I love that side of me, and I can flourish really well there. Um, but, like, say you've you've been in that situation and you can't laugh or, you know, you don't want to laugh. What are things that like you do, whether it be like just going outside, planting tomatoes or like taking a hike or even we went and, uh, took pictures of the moon. Like that was, we did. That was a, a very good, uh, morale booster, I guess. Oh yeah. That, that picked up totally, the spirits. Yeah. It was totally unplanned and, you know, didn't have, no really no place to go actually do it. McCall thought of a place and it ended up being perfect. And we hung out there and waited for even, the clouds to clear and got beautiful pictures of the moon. Yeah, we didn't even get the cops called on this thing. Thank know? God, yeah, because we were literally sitting in front of somebody's <laughs> house. <laughs> Up on I, top of a hill. But see, that was the that was good because uh, we were we were making jokes and we could have had the cops called on us. We could have had somebody confront us and I was just, you know, very lighthearted, like, oh, you know, what if they do that? What if they do that? You know, just... You got to take the good with the bad and take the good with the good. And, I mean, that's actually, you know, just take the good all the time. Even when bad situations come your way, and, you know, I actually had to look up the exact definition of adversity, and well, I didn't, McCall did, but he explained to it. But uh, whenever you're struck with those bad situations or that bad news or something that is out of your control, but you still have to do it anyway. Something that I find at work 
is I just pop in my uh, earphones. Earphones? Yeah. Yeah. I pop in my earphones. <laughs> my AirPods, actually. I wasn't trying to throw brands out there, but... And I just jam on some music, and it it keeps me focused. It puts me in a better mood. Like McCall said, uh, that taps into that little bit goofier side that I let out in public because that's something I've never really had a problem with, I guess, is always showing my true nature no matter where I'm at. You know, some people are like, oh, they only sing in the shower or, you know, they only do that in private or anything. You could literally see me in private and see me in public and it'll be the same exact person because even in my private life, I get struck with bad situations or depression or things that get me really low in life of me not doing a certain thing or regretting that I didn't do something before to change the situation that I'm in now. Instead, you know, I just throw on some music or, you know, watch a couple funny videos, maybe go watch a funny movie. Um, I'm not ignoring my emotions. I'm just setting aside the time that I need for my spoon time. The, that time that I know that I need to recharge my brain to keep myself boosted up and to keep my morale good. So if someone actually does call me, one of my spoons call me and they need me, then I'm able to, to be there for them. I'm I'm able to sit and listen and I'm not anxious or worried about, you know, what I I could say, or I might say the wrong thing. And, you know, it makes their situation even worse. I'm there to, if, if anything, take the weight of the world off of them for that moment and let them know that it's okay because we all need that in each other's lives. And if you're not doing that, I guess for yourself, then you're not going to be there for the spoons when, that they need you and they're calling in on you. You're also uh, dealing with the the situation in a very healthy way. So instead of going to something negative, you're dealing with something positively. Like that music may give you a little bit of serotonin, you know, so you're dealing with it in a very positive manner. Instead of going to something negative or, or just neutral, or, you know, staying in that neutral area and not dealing with it and not addressing the problem, you're you're going to something that will give you a little bit of energy, give you a smile, uh, and positively, you know, stimulating yourself and not negatively stimulating yourself with something that could tarnish you or, you know, hurt your mind a little bit more so you're you're doing those positive check marks for yourself. So you're, Oh, I've done this, you know, let's listen to some music so I can get this and this done too. And have that, those things out of the way. And going back to what McCall was saying earlier about my tomatoes, cause I do have a garden. <laughs> uh, I mean, that is definitely somewhere where, I mean, not ne- maybe necessarily smiling, but you know, I might put on some music while I'm, out there gardening, pour, pulling some weeds. Some people call it, you know, hard work or labor or whatever. I'm not saying that you have to actually go and have a garden and you're going to be happy. That is definitely <laughs> not the, the key to life, but it is something I, I do recommend because you're planting something and watching it grow into something beautiful and then eventually something that you can harvest and, you know, eat. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to watch the process grow. And then you get to see all different types of, insects and all different you know this basically nature in itself all in your backyard and this small little ecosystem that you're created 
that, like I said, it's it's beneficial in the end. And something else that, you know, I do to help boost me or whatever is talking to others. I mean, smiling through adversity, it, it don't have to be singled out. There's certain times, certain situations that really get me down. And, you know, especially if I'm on the depression side of my illness that I need that, that extra voice, not necessarily words of encouragement. I just need that other person just to know where I'm at in life and to know where, you know, I'm, I'm struggling at. And sometimes just listening to them, not necessarily like taking on their problems or anything, but just listening to what they got to say or just listening to how their day went and finding the positives in their day that they may not have even been able to see. And you can just highlight them for them. And they're like, man, I guess you're right. It, you know, I am doing better or I am succeeding in that area or that's something I am good at. And it's just those words of encouragement is, you know, food for your soul as well. Yeah, hey, you did find that coffee cup from three weeks ago that you were looking for. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> like, hey, you've been looking for that cup three or four weeks now, huh? And you, you gotta, found it. There you go. You got to find the small accomplishments in life, <laughs> even if it's just down to a coffee cup or, you know, cleaning the house, doing clothes. Some people, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of people that can relate out there of, you know, doing a load of laundry. It's one thing to throw them in the wash and toss them over in the dryer. That's the easy part. But then actually folding them and putting them up and staying organized, that's something that can be a struggle in itself and can make you upset or, you know, make you, you know, want to just put them in the basket, leave them there, or throw them on a bed somewhere or on your couch and then just... (laughs) calling me out jeremy (laughs) well i was trying to think of the areas in my own life i was trying to find things mine was piled on my bed at once and i'm not gonna lie there's no shame in my game you know i keep clothes in a laundry basket i'm better at keeping clothes clean than i am dirty but it'll stay in a laundry basket and dig through them but whenever you actually do fold them and you put them up you get one, the satisfaction of completing a task, but then you're prepared also for the next day. So you're not scrummaging through all your laundry trying to find something to wear. Me. Uh, yes, I found a pair of underwear. I can, <laughs> I've succeeded. <laughs> I think it was a, uh, I wanted to say it was some type of military guy. Me, not... see, I just got little serotonin from, from finding a pair of underwear. I'm like, yes, clean underwear. It's clean. Or finding a matching sock when you're digging oh, through yes. clothes. You're like, oh, you're like, where's that other black got, sock at? I got that sock it matches. But it, I think there there is a little bit of a little science behind it. I mean, I'm not no professional or anything, but I was hearing a motivational speaker talk one time that, you know, when you get up every day, you know, the first thing you need to do is make your bed. It sounds childish. It sounds like torture sometimes, but when you do, you're completing a task and you feel good about that. You get that a little bit of that accomplishment. And then when you go home at night, you get to crawl into a nice freshly made bed and you don't have to, you know, make the sheets all straight and everything and, you know, make sure the corners are tucked down over the mattress. And literally it just, Sometimes it takes you five minutes just to straighten the sheets and tuck them in, make it nice and neat looking, and then go off to work. And it's something that I, I normally do uh, a lot of is 
pushing that off to the side because I'm trying to get ready for work. Hence why my clothes are always in a laundry basket, having to dig through them. (laughs) But when I do make my bed and I come home to it, one, it looks organized. When I come home from work, I'm like, oh man, you know, the bed looks nice. And then, like I said, when you get into it at night, it's like checking into a hotel, you know, everything's took care of for you. You don't have to straighten your pillow or mess with the bed. Even if you getting home at like 11 o'clock at night, you know, you don't have to worry about doing all of that. You can literally just throw off the clothes, kick your shoes off, and, well, I guess you need to kick your shoes off first. If you can take your clothes off with your shoes still on, that's amazing. <laughs> and then just <laughs> opening the sheets and crawling into bed. It's already ready already. There you go. Exactly. Man, I, I, I think, uh, you know, other situations where you might face some adversity or just some things that come up or, you know, I usually get stuck in traffic often and, uh, you know, there's morning traffic and afternoon traffic and that's just something I really hate, but that's just a me thing. But like something that, that, that I do when I, uh, get stuck in traffic is like Jeremy, I listen to music and those little songs that I really just jam out to when they come on, I am bumping. I have a smile on my face, even if I'm sitting in, in zero mile per hour traffic, like we are, we are at a standstill and that a song that I love comes on. I am, I am happy at that point. I'm like, yes, this is, this is, you know, really good. But you know, when all the stations have commercials on, I'm like, oh man, this could, this could, this could be better. <laughs> it's funny you brought that up because I always try to remind, I hate traffic, by the way, because I have a stick shift, or a stick shift, yeah, I have a stick shift, a six speed, and it's the worst in traffic, because you're constantly pushing the clutch in and out, just inching forward, sometimes I leave a gap for like two cars, but just because I don't want to have to inch forward and give my leg a break, but something I do try to remind myself after I turn up the music, like McCall's saying, is, you know, somewhere in the universe, there's a situation that I'm probably avoiding right now. The reason that I'm in traffic is for a reason. This, you know, I just sit here, I'll be in it. And then because if I would have tried to get off the exit or if I didn't get into this traffic or, you know, what say you would, you know, maybe getting T-boned in a, in a, like a red light, like down the road or something, you know, just, you gotta, I mean, whether that's true or not, probably most of the time it's not true. I'm not like actually avoiding a situation in a parallel universe or something, but at least gives me that peace of mind of why I'm sitting in traffic. I'm I'm trying not to get upset of, you know, the guy who's changing his tire in the, the side of the road and you got 20,000 rubberneckers going down the interstate just sitting here watching him change a tire. And that's the only reason that there's traffic. But by the time you get up here, you're like, really? I waited, you know, 45 extra minutes for this one guy to sit in here changing a tire. It's almost like... You wanted something worse. I mean, I hate to say it, but you it's like you wanted, you know, the bridge to be on fire or something or like the road to be completely missing and you get up to it or like after the wreck's cleared and there's like you're just the traffic still bundled up together. Yeah. And it's slowly clearing out and you get up there and you start up to normal speed and you're thinking, why was I sitting in traffic for 45 minutes? There's literally not even a police car or like fire truck or anything around. It was just everybody's sitting still for no reason <laughs> I, uh, yeah i get that it's it can be annoying uh some other ways that i also like to deal with 
with problems and it's i find it very very therapeutic uh i like to hike i love going out somewhere and hiking like that's something that's just so precious to me because i could be on any trail and see one little thing and my day is made like i can go up to you know one of the places here and walk around walk to one of the highest peaks and see the city and and be amazed and uh that's fine like the day we took pictures i'm gonna go back to this sorry everybody the moon but pictures but like we literally not planned at all jeremy texted me hey you want to go take pictures of the uh of the full moon uh, what was it? It was, it was a, a super moon. Or super moon. Yeah, I think it was the last one of the year. And I was like, heck yeah, I want to go take pictures with my camera. Let's go do it. So uh came over, he ate a little bit of food and everything, and 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 I wasn't dealing with anything at that time, but like that was perfect to just give me a little boost for the next day because I was like, hey, I took cool pictures with Jeremy, and, and now I got these cool pictures I need to send in to somebody and have them look at it but like i got a little boost off of that because we were just out hanging out and my time with jeremy i love my time with jeremy because you know he's one of my spoons so i'm like that that just brings me a little bit of serotonin for every time that we you know see each other yeah he didn't describe also that we were we made joke of it but there was a lightning storm that was slowly approaching <laughs> as we were trying to get like the perfect shots and the clouds breaking up in the moon and everything was looking great in person. And we're just trying to make it look perfect on the camera. But to our left, we just keep seeing <laughs> lightning just getting closer and closer as we're standing next to like two metal towers. And just Huge, thinking, huge radio towers. Yeah, like just, Maybe they'll hit that and not us. <laughs> <laughs> I keep checking the radar as we're taking pictures. It's slowly creeping along. But, I mean, even, you know, with our safety in question, <laughs> we were still <laughs> having fun. And it's something that me and him both enjoyed. Like he says, that that, you know... I was able to actually literally showed those pictures off today to a buddy at work. I was scrolling through my photos and he was showing me some stuff in his and I was trying to show him something I think work related. And I saw a bunch of pictures that I took with my phone while McCall was getting his camera set up. And I was like, man, check out these pictures of the moon. And he was actually blown away of like how big the moon was and bright it was and everything. And it's something that I didn't think I was ever really going to show anybody, but it just, you know, Happened to to naturally grow like your garden. Yeah, that that situation naturally grew like your garden, and and was able to flourish. And yeah, share those experiences. I guess wrapping it up is, you know, not everything has to be all about social media, and you know, trying to show who's the best, and you know, who's who has the best car or, you know, pushing all your junk to the side and pushing away my dirty laundry out of my bedroom to try to get a good selfie or something like that. It's, it's not about a status. It's literally what's keeping you going every day. All the smiling through adversity. When you feel like everything else is falling apart around you, you still have that thing to keep you centered. And on top of the golden spoons that we talk about and you know, you also got to have those individual things that you can rely on so you don't ever have to get in those dark places in your mind or anything like that. You can 
you know, shrug off your shoulders what's going on. If you can change the situation, change it. And if you can't, then wait till the day that it comes that you are going to be able to actually do something about it. And you just have to continue living your life like you're living it. And, you you know, put on some music, go plant you a garden, you know, take pictures of the moon. <laughs> go take a hike, you know. Take what, a hike. Whatever you got to do. I mean, adversity is not every day. Those are Those could be small problems. So adverse stuff is like really hard, you know, situations to deal with. So the small problems are sometimes really easy to just fix right then and there. But when you come into something that is adverse to your life, you know, not normal to your life, you you need to deal with that either head on or you know, find those good mechanisms, those good tools to divert that stress, that anxiety away from your life so you can have peace, calm. You can be where you need to be so you don't get pushed off the path that you want to go on so you're not, like, put on a different path that wasn't your path intended, you know. So it's like, be able to spot the adversity don't conform to it yeah don't conform to it don't don't be like okay i'll just i'll just sit here and take this be able to identify and like get around that and push maybe maybe you are somebody who can push through the adversity maybe you are somebody who needs to get around the adversity Maybe you're somebody who needs to take a pause from the adversity and take yourself out of the situation. Everybody is different. There, there. I looked it up. We're almost at eight billion people on this planet. Eight billion. Eight billion. Man. Uh, there are eight billion people out there. Everybody is going to be different. There is not going to be one person that one hundred percent thinks like you. So, all these people have different mindsets and thoughts so you can talk to them through the adversity you can remove yourself from the adversity you can divert the adversity you know there there are plenty of things for you to do and uh we just want to let you know that we're here so thank you for listening to the golden spoon podcast i'm mccall i'm jeremy and uh we'll see you next time